How often do you wonder? How often do you wonder? How often do you turn over questions about the day, about what is around you, like the child in the story, who says, I wonder if tires get tired. I wonder why my shadow doesn't smile when I do. I wonder. My question for the service today is, what happens when we wonder? And by wondering, I mean when we ask about appearances and connections, meanings and relationships. By wondering, I mean ways to explore contradictions and contrasts. With wondering, we might experience the world again for the first time. But this year, this year has been a challenge to our capacity for wonder. One of the great losses has been time to experience the world from a place of openness, the kind that happens from relative peace and safety. How do we maintain wonder and amid all the isolation of the pandemic, amid the losses, so many of them are which invisible and not even real yet in some ways because we have been away from each other. We've not yet had to re-encounter the absence of someone in our lives. How do you outline that absence? How do you do define it? except for the feeling of the whole in the heart. These last months have taken us away from each other, leaving us, so many of us, anxious at being together again, at gathering and being present with one another. In this heightened state of all the feelings that have been in the year, so many of us are cycling through fear and anger and loneliness and back again. For so many of us, it has been hard to dream and wonder. For so many of us, the world, we find ourselves tightly wound and wound into ourselves. I realized I had to listen to the story, the sacred story for today, and to the inaugural poem, Mashup, more than once, just to absorb what that, those were saying. And I'm glad I did and did not rush, but I realized how much I was holding and how much I needed to let go and unwind just a bit. And after doing that listening and a little wondering, I'm holding the world a little less closely and tightly as a result. And so I will recommend listening to both of those sections at another time that you might also find a moment of another moment of listening and listening again. I do know that many of us were attentive to the inauguration, however, for so many of us, 
this inauguration of a new administration was a profound shift, a return to a vision that was striving and hopeful, one that might, might bring a world where people are treated more fairly, where we might take care and be good stewards of each other and the earth. It was so wanted and so needed that some of us couldn't quite believe that it was real for a few days and had to kind of check in with each other. No, no, wait, it really happened. It is hard to comprehend the hardship known by so many people of the last four years. The measure of the struggle is beyond words and the lives lost because of all the harm is beyond count. I remember four years ago when the Muslim ban was first enacted and leaving that left people stranded and desperate and not able to enter our country. I was in my ministry in Fort Worth near the Dallas Fort Worth airport, one of our great travel hubs in our country and the head of American Airlines. And I was getting ready to begin worship. I was moments away from starting worship that Sunday when I received a text from a member of people who were going to the airport to protest, of lawyers who were going to the airport to become advocates and wanting to show up there to assist and fight and protect these people. That ban was real and was really happening in that moment. I had kind of forgotten about the travel ban, one of those first constrictions on humanity. But the struggle of recent years was not without strength because I also remember the beauty of the Women's March four years ago and the creative uh, fashion that was of the pink hats that were popular at that time. In, especially then and since then, so much has come to light. So much, we have so much clarity of purpose and realizing so very much how we need to care for each other how we must advocate for our human rights, how we must be advocates and good stewards of our earth. In this wondering moment, I wonder how much you have forgotten. And I wonder how much you remember. Because not only do we re need to reconnect with our humanity and all that uh, has happened, but we also need to reconnect with truth and facts while remaining humble about the limits of our perspective. We may see much, but we do not see everything. Not any one of us and not any one congregation We need a chance to return and to let what needs to return 
also come to us. One needs to return with the return of wonder and the return of understanding and observing the world as it is. Our task, our spiritual practice, is to keep returning to wonder and allow ourselves to observe the world, really pay attention to it. We do not deny the wounded. We do not deny the challenges. We do not deny the hard truths of the pain that is around us. Indeed, how much is caused by us and how much our setting aside of what we don't want to acknowledge also furthers harm. To acknowledge what we can't hardly name for how we have been taught to ignore or let slide um, all the systems of oppression that have come to us over so many years, not just what has happened in the last year or the last few years, but much longer before that, that led up to this moment. We need to recover our vocabulary and our voice for what is just and how to be advocates for what we believe will keep us all nurturing and growing as a human community. Our task is to keep wondering what the world might be, what it needs to be, so that all of us can be part of the love and justice of which we are both creators and recipients. This is not simply a return to normalcy, because certainly I hope we have learned that what had been before was not healthy and safe for all of us, for not healthy and safe for so many of our neighbors. This is no rush past accountability and responsibility either. The vision of these inaugural poems is not to deny our part. It is not to rush to unity. But rather, let us wonder and marvel at all that is in all its complexity, in all its possibility, and to know the world again for the first time, including our flawed and fabulous parts in it. Our theology says there is more out there, more love, more hope, more peace. Our theology says it is in here in us as well, that our work is a work in progress, always in the making and emerging, that heady combination of love and science in which we gaze out into everything before us. What do we want to be? I wonder. Let me offer a bit of that vision of the last section of the inaugural poem, Mashup. We are far from polished, far from pristine, but that doesn't mean we are striving to form a union that is perfect. We are striving to form a union with purpose. History cannot be unlived, but when faced with courage need not be lived again. And even as we grieved, we grew. Even as we hurt, we hoped. Even as we tired, we tried. Not because we will never again know defeat, but because we will never again sow division. 
We spend some days gazing and guessing at the weather of our lives. But rather, praise song for the struggle. Praise song for the day. Praise song for every hand-lettered sign, the figuring it out at the kitchen tables. Here on the pulse of this new day, you may have the grace to look up and out and into your sister's eyes and into your brother's faces. What if, we wonder, what if the mightiest word is love? We will not be turned around or interrupted by intimidation because we know our inaction and our inertia will be the inheritance of the next generation because our blunders become their burdens. And we head home, all of us, facing the stars of hope, a new constellation waiting to map it, waiting for us to name it together, for there is always light. If, we are, if only we are brave enough to see it, if only we are brave enough to be it. Praise song for walking forward in that light and say, very simply, with hope, good morning. Amen.